Hello, and welcome to the Social Outcast. It is the Cypress, and I am here to bring you a podcast about how to enjoy your own company. I made this podcast as a way to deal with the fact that I was dealing with frenemies, coworkers, colleagues, individuals that claimed they had my best interest, but they did not. They were narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths, very selfish individuals, and I had to remove myself from toxicity. And so I am here to offer a space for other individuals who no longer want to deal with toxicity in their life that will no longer accept that toxicity and to offer them a safe space for them to feel loved, cherished, and obviously to have them feel heard because my experience and my story has not been heard. And every time that I try to speak, I've been literally shut down. And so I wanted to create a space where I can share my story. So I want to thank you so much for lending me your ears because I am so grateful for this opportunity. And let's get into this episode. So this episode I wanted to create for the purpose of What does a social outcast do in a typical day? How does it look like? And I actually had another idea for an episode, so I'm actually going to combine them. So I'm going to give you a little bit about my backstory. For this particular episode, we're going to be discussing what does a social outcast do in a day and how does that intersect with having a disability and having to fend for oneself. So I had um, gotten injured and I never fully recovered from that. And as a result, I have something called thoracic outlet syndrome. It's actually a rare condition um, that a lot of like athletes and active people get, but you don't have to be like super active um, to get it. Um, I got mine, like I said, from an accident. And so um, I've been dealing with that. So I've been dealing with being chronically disabled and being stalked, gang stalked, lied on, attacked, abused severely mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, by individuals that claim they had my best interests and they wanted to isolate me. And because they wanted to isolate me, I played into that and I isolated myself from these individuals and I took my power back. And so I wanted to express that background so you understand why I don't have a lot of people around me. I don't have time. I would have people put their problems before mine, but claim they had my best interests. So let's talk a little bit about why I chose to remove myself from this toxicity, and then we'll lead into what a typical day looks like for me. So I dealt with individuals that only cared about them and themselves. Um, They would take or they, I mean, I've had individuals like steal from me, steal my bank card, my social security, and they tried to use this information against me. They lied on my jobs that I was at. 
They lied everywhere I went, even the doctor's office, they lied on me. And it got to a point where I could not even trust the people that I followed, even on my Instagram. They, I thought that they, some of them would have my best interest and they all turned evil. It was infiltrating energy. Like the energy was like shape-shifting energy for those that are spiritual understand like where I'm coming from. And I had to distance myself from this toxic, jealous, negative energy that would not let me fucking breathe. I'm going to curse. Um, I would try to tell my story and people would negate the fact that I've been raped. I've been sodomized. I've been, I've been through a lot. And I wasn't even allowed to even share the truth with the world. And so I made this podcast so that I can share my truth. Yeah, it's my truth. And I don't care how uncomfortable it makes you feel because I've had to live through it. Imagine you going through things and people don't care. Imagine being disabled and you need help and people had no empathy. These individuals had no empathy for the fact that I was sick. Now, I'm going to break down the difference between invisible disability and Visible disability. With invisible disabilities, you often wouldn't know somebody's disabled. You often couldn't look at them and say that they were sick, but they are. So my condition, thoracic outlet syndrome, is an invisible disability. You're not going to know anything's really wrong. You might just be like, why is this person snapping or angry? Same thing with chronic pain. That's also an invisible disability. Um... Another invisible disability is diabetes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of disabilities that we see people have and we judge them. And unless somebody gives us the context, we would never know. Now, visible disabilities is something like cancer where, you know, your hair's falling out. You know, you're seeing visible signs of the medicine or someone's wheelchair bound or someone's an amputee. Or someone has a durable medical advice. So a durable medical advice could be um, someone that has braces or crutches or splints. When we see that, we know, obviously, that they're disabled in some way, shape, or form. And we tend to be a little bit more empathetic and sympathetic, and we tend to assist. So with that being said, um... You know, that's the difference. And people judged me because I look the same, but I am not the same, if that makes sense. I look the same in terms of I I lost a couple of pounds and I'm probably looking a little better, but I'm not the same in terms of physically. I'm not able to do the things that I was once able to do before I became disabled, permanently disabled at that. So, um... I had to put that in perspective, and that's what really drove me to just enjoy my own company, be my own best friend, because I dealt with so many people backstabbing me, people that I never thought would backstab me that switch sides, they did, and I'm to the point where I've been supportive of people, I've helped people, they've turned their back on me, and I'm at the point where in every story that you're going to hear in these next couple of years or seasons or whatever, You're going to hear people, I'm sure whoever finds this podcast, you've gone through some trial or tribulation. People have done you wrong. 
I'm telling you this because I've seen it happen. Those same people are going to want to come back. I'm sorry. They're going to want to come back. Can I have your forgiveness? I have the right to be angry. I have the right to be upset. I have the right to be bitter. I have the right to say, I don't want to forgive you because I don't. Do I forgive myself for allowing these people in my life? I do. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be coming with me where I'm going. It doesn't mean that I just let them prance around. It means I put up the strongest boundary. And if that means I have to hurt, burn, or harm these individuals, that's what I'm willing to do. Because my peace and my sanity and what I've built so far for myself means so much to me that these people don't mean shit to me. And you got to get that way about yourself, that you love yourself so much. So like these people who were selfish towards you, that you're willing to say, you know what, your feelings being hurt don't mean shit over my peace and I'm going to keep it a hundred. Okay. All right. So with that being said, okay. I don't care about these people's feelings. I could give two shits about forgiving them. They they can deal with that with them and their maker. Um, it's been really hard. It's been really difficult with this uh, disability and how people have lacked empathy. And those same people that lack empathy for me are going to want me to give empathy to them. And I don't have it to give to these individuals, barely to the world. So it's it's been really difficult. How does my me being in chronic pain and having headaches and being short of breath and constantly being in pain and not being able to do what I need to do, it's impacted a lot of my relationships. A lot of people who I've supported when they were disabled, they look at me as if I'm a nobody, literally. I haven't had that many people support, but that's going to change. See, I'm going to explain this a little bit, and then we'll touch on it in a further podcast. These individuals that are not supporting me now, when you're put into a different light, when other people support you, that's when other people support you. So the people that were jealous, that didn't want to support me, that didn't want to see me win, when they see everybody else giving me love and support, and I finally get back what I've been putting out into the universe... That's when a whole bunch of people are going to jump the bandwagon. And that's why my boundaries need to be strong. You got to know what season and cycle you're in. Because people are going to want to take advantage of you. Whether you're at your lowest or your highest. When you're at your highest, they take advantage of you because they want you to delve out your energy, your good luck, your charm. While they're at their lowest, don't do it. Don't do it. I am telling myself this, that I will not help people when they're down and out. If they put themselves there and I've helped them time and time again and they keep shitting on me, no, they got to learn how to bring themselves out. Just like I keep doing it, they can do it too. And that's not me being mean. That's just me being honest. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat how we're quick to judge people who might be depressed or might be going through something and they have invisible disabilities. But because we don't take the time to ask the question, hey, are you okay? Like what's going on? We just pass judgment because we're dealing with our trials and tribulations and what battles we're fighting in our life. And so because we're worried about the battles that we fight in our own lives, we forget that other people are fighting battles too. And sometimes People don't want to even acknowledge that. They rather see that person continue to fight battles, never thinking that karma is at play. So as we get a, as we go ahead and segue into 
what a typical day looks like. I wanted to make this particularly today and right now, um, this episode, because I'm lying down in my bed. I don't feel well. And I feel really bad because I feel like I should be doing a lot more and being a lot more organized. And that's really difficult. It's difficult to focus when you're in pain chronically and you're having to do all these things and have all these responsibilities. It gets tiring, painstaking. Sometimes you do start to lose hope. A typical day, I wake up around 5, between like 5 to 8, and I get myself together. I shower, I meditate, I watch a couple of readings, you know, I get my thoughts together because that's really important to me is to get my thoughts together. What am I going to do for that day? What does, what needs to be accomplished, right? And so I think about that. Now, if, you know, I'm at a job I don't like, I'm going to take that free time, apply for some jobs, try to get as much things done before I head into work, you know, um, I work during the days. And so, you know, I definitely try to get as much rest as I can, where I can. Um, On the days that I stay in, I follow up on any contacts I need to follow up with. So I'll like email people, call people, just do a simple follow up. Um, try to clean, tidy, get my items together, get things together, and, you know, I'll try and cook if I'm up to it. If I'm out and about, I'm usually going to grab something to go because I can't do everything as one person. It's just me by myself, and the most, um, hard thing for my situation is, is that I'm disabled, I'm by myself. And I'm a social outcast, not by choice, by other people's actions. And um, it's very hard to say that I trust people because I really don't trust people um, to actually like let them in and let them in my house because of the things that got stolen from me, like my social security, my bank card. Um, I've had a lot of people steal from me. Like I had somebody steal my... I had like a bracelet that had my name. I've had so many things taken from me that I just don't trust people anymore. I don't even think people are even worthy of being around me. And so it's just hard to get things done like grocery shopping because I need help and assistance. So I'll usually clean. I'll run my errands. I'll talk to a few close people, get my inspiration. And if I know I'm not going to go out, but I'm feeling okay, I'll try, I'll take a walk, try and get some exercise, get some fresh air, take out the trash, do things like that. And if, if it's like the weekend, if it's like Thursday to Sunday and my house is clean, I feel good. I'll try and do like a spa day. I'll try and like paint my nails, do my hair, um, things like that to make myself feel good. Um. If I'm going out and about because I have to run errands, I'm usually out the house four to six hours at a time. So I'll probably grab something to eat, take care of my errands, make sure I do what I do, get my meds, and I'm heading back in the house because I already don't feel well. So a typical day, it'll run from around five to eight to like from six. Six to nine, 
give or take. And, you know, sometimes, some, sometimes that's a good thing, I guess. You know, but I feel like time goes by so fast and I move so slow now. And so that's just like very difficult. Now, what I do like to do when I'm able to do is I do like to cook. Like I made like this baked ziti last week, last weekend. Um, I had taken some ground beef um, and I put some green peppers, tomatoes, red onions. Um, I let that cook, simmer down. I added some baka sauce with some tomato, basil, and garlic or onion. I have to see. And I just let that simmer a little bit. Then I started adding my cheeses to that. Stir. I mean, if y'all saw the pot, you would have been like there was a chef in the kitchen. So definitely I did that. Boiled some. Um, I think it's Farelli or Farelli. Um, I call them bow ties. Um, pasta and I put that. You know, I set everything up. Put the pan in. Added some extra cheese. I added some um French onions to it. Baked that bad boy. I did some garlic bread. I'm stopping shop. You know, I'm in the Northeast and. What else did I do? I made a salad. And I ate good. Let me tell you, I threw down that day. And that lasted me probably two, three days. I was probably say, yeah, probably like three, four days. It hit the spot. But, you know, I do enjoy cooking. I'm trying to think if I want to actually cook something else. I wanted to cook some mashed potatoes. But I'm on the fence between that and jambalaya, so we'll we'll see. We'll see what I cook. Now, <coughs> excuse me. I would definitely say my observation. Yeah, I had to. I had to burn. Yes, I'm. I'm smoking my my meds. Because I don't feel well. And I, I do need to have some meds in me. So forgive me if you hear me cough. And if you hear me pulling. It just is what it is. And if you have a problem, don't listen to this podcast. Because most of this podcast is going to be me burning shmeen. And if you don't like that too bad, so sad, go ahead and get mad. I really take care too love lads okay so with that being said okay right um i forgot to tell you guys that i actually have restrictions and these restrictions they don't help these restrictions these restrictions are true restrictions and you know it is just difficult. It's difficult, but I do manage. Um, now on a day, there are some days where I just don't feel well physically, and it's really hard because I don't have the right resources or tools to be able to, you know, at least push through and get things done. 
so that's difficult. Um, and I would probably say there's other things that I do. So I'm pretty sure you have some questions like, okay, uh, what hobbies do you enjoy? So like the things that I used to do before I was disabled, I can't really do to the same degree now, or I don't do them at all. So like writing, because I have a restriction with that, I can't write for long periods of time or, um, type. For long periods of time so with that being said um I I used to enjoy journaling I don't journal as much as I used to or write as much as I used to um which kind of sucks um because I did enjoy doing that jewelry making is very difficult for me to do because it's a very painstaking task there's just some things that I just can't do anymore because for me to be able to do that I would need the dexterity to do it and I'm not about to just stress out my hands like even me going and sitting on the swing hurts my hands and my hands are swollen so certain activities are really difficult for me to like actually complete and do and feel good about I don't really watch tv a lot I'll watch like videos I'll research um I'll look into different things that I'm interested in, like, I'll research, like, birds, or I'll research, like, just, in, like, um, current world events, like, what's going on, so, like, I'm aware, um, I'm not really on social media like that, only because I've had people stalk me and gang stalk me through my social media and I just don't trust people and I've had to block a lot of people because of that. So when it comes to social interaction, I talk to a handful of people and that's pretty much it. I don't really tell even these people everything because at the end of the day, I do have the entitlement to privacy and I do deserve the right to have privacy. That's why I don't like I I just like my own privacy I like anonymity like being anonymous and you know you can express who you are you don't have to always like be that honest and that truthful like I don't think you know I don't believe that everybody should know everything about everybody like there's just some things that need to remain private and those that know know and that's it and that's just how I operate because I've had so many of my boundaries disrespected by narcissists and sociopaths and psychopaths that said they were my family, that said they had my back, they said they were my friends, that said that they had my best interests and they were really plotting and scheming the whole time. Um, they crossed boundaries. Like, think about it like this. Think about you having a house and the uh, robber just comes in, this, you know, takes off your alarm goes in, you tell the the individual, look, I need for you to leave or I'm going to shoot you dead. The person just continues to rob from you. You shoot the person dead. They wake up as a zombie and they continue to take your shit again as a zombie. That's the equivalent of what these people have done. And I um, wanted to express the fact that I've been gang stalked. I've been stalked. I have someone that still stalks me, and it's not cool, and it's not right, and I've been verbally abused, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, any which way these people could abuse me, they've done it, they've done it, and um, I'm bitter because of it, 
I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I am very much bitter and I don't trust people. And I do believe that people will harm again. Are there good people out there? Yeah. Can you sit here and judge every single person? No. But there are some people who have certain traits that are toxic. And oftentimes, toxic people don't want to admit that they're toxic. Every single human being on this earth has toxic traits. I don't give a fuck who you are. Just like every human being eats, piss, shits, and fucks. Okay? And if you're not fucking, then okay. Maybe you're the exception. But for the most part, every human's going to eat, shit, piss, and die. Those are the things that, you know, we can guarantee for the most part. You got to eat to live. You got to cast that waste and we're all going to die. Those are three facts about every single fucking human on this earth. Okay? And it ain't going to stop. Those are just basic facts about humans. Just like karma is a basic fact. What you put out, you will get back. Everybody is in different stages of their healing process. The people that always do you wrong, you always notice they come back when you're doing better, when you're on top. The same naysayers, the people that didn't believe in you, they want to come back when you're doing better and they're not. It's by no coincidence. It's by design. It's by choice. It's been properly um, orchestrated for that to happen, to teach people lessons in life. That's why they always say, be careful how you treat people. Be careful how you do people. Be careful how you deal with people. That's just a fact. And this particular podcast, this platform is made to empower people. You know, you don't have to deal with toxicity at work. When you hear people gossip and remove yourself. You know, instead of judging somebody for what you don't know, start thinking about, you know, what, if, what, what is that person going through? Because we're all fighting a battle and we often forget that we're not the only ones fighting. And sometimes we see people fight harder battles. We don't know if people are forcing them to fight battles that they don't even need to be fighting. Because that was happening in my situation where people are blocking me every step, breath and turn. These people are still trying to do it to this day, making fake profiles and pages to watch and stalk me. And yes, I've had to get mentally, physically, emotionally mean. I don't have any feelings. Just like these people have no empathy and no sympathy for me being sick, I've had people who I've helped disabled help them and they look at me with no empathy. Like they don't even give a fuck about me. So how am I supposed to respond? Because at the end of the day, I'm going to tell y'all something. You got to start looking at people's actions out here. For real, for real. Some real shit. You got to start really looking at people's actions out here and start really evaluating. If this is what the fuck you giving me, then this is what the fuck you're going to receive. And for those of you that don't like the fact that I curse like a sailor, you're probably not going to like the fact that I can use words that's above your vocabulary, above your intelligence. Please. Please. If you don't like me cursing, click the fuck off the podcast. Because there's going to be a lot of fuckity fuck fuck fuck. And a lot of cursing. But there's going to be a lot of advice and a lot of love here too. And we're not here to sugarcoat shit. Okay? I don't care. That would be one consistent thing that anybody's going to say about me. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat shit. I'll say this shit right up to your face. Whether I like you, whether I don't, I don't even give a fuck about your position. I don't give a fuck what position you have in life. I'm going to keep it 100 and for real.
on some real shit. So y'all got to start looking at how people are approaching you. If people are feeding you shit, then that's what you need to send right back to their ass. Now, people will sit and deal with toxicity because it feels comfortable. Because they're get, they feel like they're getting more out of it and not realizing that the toxicity is sucking them dry. And then people get mad and upset when they see somebody genuinely happy, not understanding the sacrifices that, that they had to make. Ain't nobody out here looking at the fact that I will refuse to talk to anybody toxic. If you're not at my level, I'm not going to dumb myself down. Meet me at my vibration or guess what? Get the fuck out the way. Why are you coming in my lane? Stay in your lane. A lot of people are not staying in their lane. And this is the season and the time where we're going to see people learn that lesson to stay in their lane and mind their business. Now, when somebody out here and they're giving you something like shit, hate to break it to you, but you will have to motherfucking give that shit right the fuck back. Dish out what they dish out to you. So that way they learn. Check their ass. Everybody wants to claim they're an angel. Ain't nobody right. How the fuck, how the hell is a five billion adults going to be damn near right? Somebody ought to be fucking wrong. You're never going to always be right in every situation. No, I was, I was always innocent. Mm. To some degree, yes. And to some degree, no. You cannot always be right as an adult. I'm going to tell you that. It's just a fact of life. You're going to make mistakes. And that's okay. But it's acknowledging those mistakes and not repeating them again. That makes the difference. People practice wrong. People practice lying. People practice cheating. People practice the wrong things, but they can't practice the right things. They don't want to practice the right things because it takes too much self-discipline. What I'm trying to say is start psychologically looking at the relationships, looking at what people give it to you, looking at how people, you know, how they joke with you. Because an insult will first come out as, as a joke and they think it's funny. And they'll take that joke further and further and further. I've been in those situations where people think it's funny to joke. And you see how karma just come and just level them all down and out. Start to really analyze, you know, when people are saying, oh, you're overreacting when you're checking them. That's one that, no, that's, that's a red flag for toxicity and you need to remove yourself. When somebody wants to argue with you, that's another red flag for toxicity. Remove yourself. Remove yourself from these individuals. Yeah, they're going to be mad. They're going to be upset. They're going to say a whole bunch of things about you. But as long as you're not around, they can't say that you were gossiping, that you were this, you were that. And any lie that they say on you, they got to check and verify. So if it ain't sticking, then it ain't tricking. Okay? If, if the lie ain't sticking, then bitch, they tricking. Point blank, period. Okay, like people are going to formulate whatever the hell they want to formulate. But if they don't got no facts and spirits like they're going to, I mean, that's the whole point of gang stalking is trying to make a situation. They're, they're trying to orchestrate a situation that's not real. And it ends up destroying people's realities because you're trying to make a life fit where it don't fit. So with that being said. When you're dealing with individuals that want to psychologically and emotionally use tactics, you have to look at what they say and how they come at you. 
And at first, it's going to be really difficult to be like, no, they would never. No, you need to ask yourself these questions. You need to have that hard discussion with yourself. And you need to check them. And when they consider, when you check them and they consistently do it, remove yourselves from them. Start looking at those relationships that you don't want to look at and start addressing those issues. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a fuck what relationship you're in. All relationships take work. A work, when you go to work, that's a relationship and you put time, effort, and energy, right? That's why you feel some type of way when they just let you go because it's a relationship. Just like you laying up with Bobby, Susie, Joni, Kiwi, whoever. You're investing time. That's a relationship. A situationship is still a relationship. It's just, don't got no titles. When you have your child, that's a relationship. A spouse, that's a relationship. All these partnerships, when you go out and you make these connections, when you make these connections, those are also relationships. And you got to put work and effort into them. Some more than others. So start looking at the relationships first closely around you. Your friends. Your coworkers, your colleagues, how they talk to you, how they treat you. When you ask for something, how do they respond? And when they ask for something from you, how do you respond? Start really analyzing these things so that you can pinpoint if somebody's narcissistic, if they're jealous, if they're sociopathic, if they're jealous of you and they're just trying to hide it. When they push you away and bring you back, that's another form of manipulation. These are some things that I want you to think about. You got to have these hard conversations because in order for you to get that love that you know that you deserve, you got to take a hard look at these relationships and partnerships and a hard look at yourself. I've done it. It's not easy. But I'm telling you, you can and you will make it and you will get there. You will be at peace and you will be happy. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen, for liking, for sharing this podcast. I want to thank you so much for your support. I am so grateful. I hope this helps at least one person. You know what I'm saying? These are some tough conversations to have, but we, we got to start having them. And I really would love the opportunity to start sharing other people's stories. What other people have been through. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. This is more common than you think. I want to send you much love, much praise. Be safe in this crazy world. Do something loving for yourself. You know, whether it's taking yourself to the park, buying yourself flowers giving yourself that good meal, you know what I'm saying? Taking that nice hot shower. Give thanks. Give thanks for what you have because you are fortunate. You are blessed. I want to thank you so much from the Cyrus to all of y'all. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Much love. And I will see you again.